Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Vittoria on from SESH, and we'll be learning all about the business case or the use case for SESH. So why don't we just jump right into it? Victoria, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and SESH? Sure. I'm Victoria Bergeron. I am the founder and CEO of SESH, and we provide therapist-led group support, all virtually. Um, and and we, we, we provide it to, for individuals uh, who have really diverse needs and diverse circumstances. Well, thank God that you're doing this. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how you've seen COVID, but I've seen from my perspective, people talking or, or at least open to having more conversations around mental health than, than pre-COVID. Now, it might be just my aperture or just kind of what I've been attuned to. Um, but, but I've just like, I've seen people just talk openly about things that they're going through, which I think is, uh, liberating and nice. What have, what have you seen from, from Sessions perspective? Yeah. So we've seen a lot of, um, anxiety, depression, and, and trauma sessions be become really popular. Um, and I think that's not because necessarily there's, I mean, there, there certainly are more people that are suffering from anxiety and depression than ever, but also more people are willing to sort of name what they're going through um, and, and sort of call out the fact that they, they need support and are able to, to engage in something um, that they're able to sort of understand a little bit more. And I think because people are talking about it a bit more in the workplace, at home, uh, they're able to actually begin to name what they're going through, and then engage mm-hmm. in something that can maybe maybe help them. I, which is which is a part of the part of the path. I, I'll uh, I have a, a form of what used to be called uh, manic depressive. I think now it's called bipolar, but it's it's hypomania, and so it's it's basically a form of of of, of where I'm in mania. Uh, more 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 of a percentage of the time than not. But my depression, whenever I'm in depression, it's it's really it's really dark, mm-hmm. and so I take Wellbutrin and Prozac. And like I've told people this story, I'm like, you know what? I did. I lived for forty something years and had no idea. Like literally, didn't know what was going on. I just kind of figured that was just the way life was. And once I got uh, a diagnosis and worked with a pharmacologist, um, you know, it, it took a little while to kind of calibrate. But once mm-hmm. we calibrated, it's like, I can't imagine a life without Prozac and Wilbruchin. Like, I literally can't imagine a life. Like, I'll take it until I'm dead. Yeah. And I can't imagine yeah. a life without it. Go ahead. I mean, I think uh, I think it's something like 15% of working age adults have a mental health disorder mm-hmm. at any point in time. And so while what you're experiencing is... Um, isn't necessarily n- novel in the grand scheme of things. Up until pretty recently, a lot of people didn't didn't come out and 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 um, be as transparent about about that sort of thing in, w- with an audience like you're doing. So yeah. I I applaud you, but it's also gives you gives you kind of 
power back and empowers other people to come forward and, and talk about what they're going through. Right. Right. I mean, that's part of it. In fact, I've, I've recently have different, but similar. I've had a bunch of friends uh, diagnosed with adult ADHD and again, running around, it just never knew why they kind of operated a certain way. And so it's, it's, it's like, I got, I didn't get in trouble. It was actually kind of a funny bit. I did this thing on Instagram years ago where it's like therapy should be man, it should be mandatory. Like if you, if you get a driver's license or if you're able to vote or whatever, you should have to, you know, go through therapy, but you know, you can't really force people to go through therapy. They, they should want to go through therapy, but um, why'd you start? Why'd you start Sesh? Why didn't, why? I mean, you have all the things that you could possibly do. Why did you, uh, why'd you do this? So I had uh, experienced groups for myself in ther- therapist led groups um, several years ago uh, after entering in an inpatient care facility for an eating disorder. Right. <laughs> so kind of a, kind of a, a, a dark path uh, yeah, yeah. In, in order to, to finally be exposed to the one thing that actually really, really helped me. Um, and the reason I started this is because sure, I felt I, it helped me, but it also happened to be a thing that can help so many other people and can bring down the cost of care, um, for therapists, you know, therapist access for many, many more people. Uh, and so I started this to kind of elevate um, and bring forward a modality that I think is, is underutilized, misunderstood, and then left at the final hour of a lot of people's, uh, option pool. So, so, so that's, that's, that's why, I mean, uh, session exists, um, is, is comes from my experience, but look, I didn't, we didn't in, invent anything new here. We are just <laughs> bringing forward a well understood modality to like the forefront of, of people's options, um, right. and making it, making it a bit more accessible, way more accessible and, and, and more cost-effective than, um, than even the copay of individual therapy. You know, there's what I what I love about the the kind of the origin story or part of the origin story is their employees are they're suffering silently. And and again, the kind of the old kind of a historic EAP model of, oh yeah, we have somebody that can help with that. You have to go and dial into this bid. And you know, there's that that's so underutilized. And it historically has been underutilized because mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a lot of barriers. We don't need to get into that. I, I love, let's talk a little bit about the delivery model and, and again, how you interact with uh, corporations and employers. Uh, so let's start with some of the basics. Uh, I would assume you sell this as a benefit. Um, so you work with HR and benefits, uh, benefits folks. Is that roughly the yeah, truth? That's right. Okay. And what's been their response so far? What's, how do they, how do they respond to what y'all are selling? We've been met with a lot of, uh, kind of surprise that a surprise and delight, um, (laughs) but, um, and then also a lot of enthusiasm from, uh, the diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders in organizations as well, because, you know, 
by the structure of a group and, and providing safe spaces that are many times culturally affirming, you're buying into a, you know, culturally credible experience, uh, an outlet for diverse cohorts of of employees. Oh, that's Um, smart. Yeah. 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 So they're seeing value in that in theory. Um, I do would say that like, to your point though, you know, a lot of people are pointing to their old crusty EAP Mm -hmm. and saying, oh, we have something. Check by check checkbox. We got that. Yeah. It's like yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> I would say yeah, exactly. It's something like, I mean, the the number that I mentioned, like fifteen percent of working age adults have a mental disorder. Um, that's from the World Health Organization, I think, and I think EAPs see less than a than three or four percent engagement. So there's a huge gap. Oh yeah. Um, there's a huge gap in uh in in engagement of people that need the resource but just won't won't knock on the door of the, of, of the EAP. And, and, and I think we're serving, we're, ser- we're serving a, a need that exists with, with this underutilization uh, and an overwork sort of over anxious, over depressed workforce. Right. Right. And, 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 uh, and COVID didn't help uh, a lot of this, a lot of, a lot of folks uh, in terms of mental health and anxiety. I love that you brought up marginalized groups and DEI in particular, because again, different, different struggles. Um, mm-hmm. And, and if we're not attuned to that, then we can't, you know, we can't solve for that. And so let's deal with the kind of the solution itself. So SESH itself, um, tell us how you uh, either through technology or services or otherwise, how you interact with the employee base. Sure. So, uh, I mean, kind of like the employer employer's experience when, yeah. yeah, so they, they would download our iOS, our Android app, or go and, and leverage our, our web app on any browser and with their organization that they're, that is paying for this, their, their, their company that, you know, provided this benefit to them, they have unlimited access to all of our sessions. So they create a pro yes. And we have, um, several hundred different topics led by different therapists every month. And those sessions meet weekly. So you're able to choose a topic, a group that meets your needs. So maybe you need a grief specific group or something that has to do with, uh, a a difficult relationship that you're in new, you know, I'm a new mom. So something maybe with postpartum support, and then you, you kind of choose your own adventure and you're in a group, you're, you end up in a HIPAA compliant, of course, live interactive room with people from all over the world, um, capped at 10 people though, right? right, and a, a licensed therapist at the helm of that, of that group. And they're facilitating a conversation around some of these difficult topics. And the therapist is, uh, is, is super passionate about the type of the topic and the community that they're holding space for. And that, that provides a really rich, um, atmosphere for, for, for individuals to engage with one another and, um, share and, heal and sort of be heard and listen. So it, it becomes this, this 
potentially, if you want this weekly resource on grief, this weekly, you know, opportunity for you to come and, and, and check in with, with one another, there's an accountability component as well. Like, you know, you might want to know how I'm doing. If we hit it off in a group, you might want to, you know, sign up for the same group to see how, how that relation, how that conversation with my husband went or my boss, um, the next week. And so we see a lot of, uh, people that are, are engaging very frequently. Um, and it's exciting to us too, because we're able to provide these employees with a resource that actually meets them where they are. So they're able, they might not need a grieving group anymore after a couple of months after losing someone. They might want to engage in a uh, a group that's more of a you know um, anxiety focused session or you know what have you and and it kind of is a platform that grows with you and we're acknowledging I think that what you're going through is not is 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 never constant and you should have your your employer should provide you with a wide variety of options um, that kind of meet the needs of, of their, of their employees and of, of, of kind of what's relevant in the world. Uh, right. right. So that's what, I, what I love about this is it's not tethered to HR. HR pays for it. The company pays for it. HR pays for it. It is a benefit. You can use it for recruiting and retaining talent. So I can see all the benefits there, but it's not in tied into the employee's file in any way, shape or form. And so that that gets, I, I think it helps unlock some of the, for them the 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 idea even even if it's just a perception of of privacy, uh, that 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 they didn't take up the EAPs historically because they thought that HR would know that they were going through whatever battles that they're going through, and so which probably wasn't true then, but I like that it's separate, you know, in terms of it being an app and it's on demand and then. Um, I did have a question around like, what if, what if they don't, what if they, what if they feel like something's wrong, but they don't, they can't pinpoint it. How is, is there, is there a way to do self-diagnosis or a way to kind of find out what, where, you know, what group should I uh, look that's at? A, that's a great question. So we, we, we have um, a team of clinicians that work with us and work with our, our users to make sure that they're being pointed in the right direction. So it's not, you know, you're not sent on a, uh, a journey, just, just, you're not sent on a journey. That's like just, uh, curated from our marketing team. You're, 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 you're sent on a path that is, um, specific to, to, um, maybe your, your, your specific needs and, and, how we do that is, is in part, um, we, we offer all of our new users um, or anyone really that leverages our, our app, the, the opportunity to um, meet someone on our in-house clinical team to have an introductory session. And right. so you, at that point, have the opportunity to really interact with a, a session member that can guide you toward maybe a, a good, um, relevant helpful first step. Uh, it's perfect. Um, what the, the, the relationship between therapy and medicine, um, you know, obviously, like I told you with my story, I didn't necessarily 
have uh, I just have a traditional kind of a historical or kind of a traditional story of where I went to a therapist and uh, there was a diagnosis and uh, through therapy and then medication. Um, mine was brain chemistry, straight up gangster brain chemistry was off <laughs> for 40 something years. So, uh, so, you know, I survived it, but what's the relationship between kind of sesh and when someone in, in group, when someone, when a member, uh, when maybe one of the clinicians, when they see that, okay, this needs to also be augmented uh, with with another person or with a specialist that that does uh, pharmacology or uh, et cetera. Like I'm, I'm asking about the relationship between medicine and therapy. Yes, I think that's a huge a huge thing to call out because to your point, some sometimes often uh, talk therapy or a group setting, it, it doesn't solve the full, the full, the full problem. There's a, a chemical imbalance that um, could be better served with, with uh, medication. Right. And we, while we don't do that, um, we, we, we can certainly refer you Perfect. to a place, to a place in which, you know, you would be able to, to, to find that type of, that type of care. And, and, um, I think that there's a few organizations that come to mind that that do a really good job a job of that, um, and we we're looking forward to sort of more direct channel partners with companies though that are committed to the same kind of stuff that we right. are, and, right. and that stuff is really true access, true affordability, and irrespective of the fact that you you may or may not be insured, right? You know getting you with, with the medication or the, the resources that you need to, to thrive. So, um, it's through ref- basically referral programs. Yeah. And, uh, well, I love that because you'll build out great partner networks there. And again, as the therapist, as they see something and they identify something, then, then, you know, then they're obviously going to, you know, want to, to help somebody because therapy period, hard stop therapy, everyone should, should, should be in therapy to just work out all kinds of different things. So again, I love what Sesh does. And again, you, are you ever going to be in the in the business of prescribing? You know, probably not. And 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 that's probably a great way to work with partners, especially if it's uh, affordable uh, and, and can work with a lot of these other groups, like like you're doing on the therapy side. So w- thank you for answering that. Um, customer stories without brand names so like so when i ask this question sometimes people get nervous because i don't want you to talk about nike or deloitte or any of that type of stuff but just cases where you're like i love that someone you know that this happened and again we could someone was suffering this whole group of people were suffering at this one place and they found through sesh they found a group they found this and they're on a pathway to recovery. They're on a pathway to understanding kind of what's going on. What are some of those stories for you? Yeah, I think um, for us, it, it goes back to uh, employee churn. And mm. I know that that's kind of a, a long, it sounds like a long stretch from a, you know, an anecdotal piece of feedback that maybe a CEO has given us, but it's, 
it really is speaking to the the root of a lot of the concerns that uh, employers are having, which is, hey, people are quote unquote quiet quitting, aka leaving the business, um, or or wanting to, not happy here, and part of that is because I don't think that these people are feel seen or feel, you know, heard or understood or, or valued by their employer, especially in a remote workplace where we're at home uh, and it's difficult to be literally recognized by your colleagues and, and maybe your boss. Right. So for us, it goes down to sort of working with employers and then measuring over time, like, how a couple of things have fared for them. How has, um, how is, how, how has voluntary, uh, voluntary churn, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, fared in the, since, in the period of time since we've been working together. Um, also like what types of sessions are your anonymously and aggregately, of course, are your employees engaging with? Because, this can help you understand a little bit more as an employer, like what people are going through instead right. of making those assumptions based off of things that you read on your LinkedIn thread. Yeah, this uh, is a true finger on the pulse of right. their employee population in terms as it, as it relates to this. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no. So, so what we're seeing is um, like long-term, long-term, I guess, long-term gains from from session from the employer side. So people seem happier internally via surveys. They, they reporting that their productivity has gone up for, I mean, self-reported, do you feel more productive after your session? Yes. Um, type of, type of stuff is, is making it, it way, its way back to the employer. And then the employer, the HR team, the, even the, the CEO in some cases is, um, is, you know, actually, seeing like quantifiable value come through. So that, that is, uh, without naming names of, of, right. of clients, like you said, like right, that, right. that's, uh, important to us for, for me personally, as like someone who's leading a mental health platform outcomes in general, how are people, are these, are these sessions actually helping people, uh, is the biggest, most positive, uh, metric, um, that, that we're seeing in, in general, but for employers, like it, it goes down to employee satisfaction, productivity, and then, and then, um, churn. Yeah. it's gotta, it's gotta come out. The, 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 the employees are being heard. And again, in a way that, that helps them. Uh, so I love that. Uh, one question left, uh, but I also wanted to say, I love the name sesh. Uh, I'd assume that that's shorthand for session. Yeah, there's no acronym. Okay. okay. <laughs> or, All right. Uh, I, sh- I, I didn't, I didn't no, want to make something up that wasn't there. No, it's just short for session. I think right. it's, um, you know, a, a a way to really kind of define what exactly our platform is right. in its name. Because um, while I think our product, our app uh, is easy to use and navigate, the actual sesh itself that that is happens when you're interacting with people in a, in a confidential uh, right. room and that that's the session. So that's who we are. All right. So the, the last question I was, I was going to ask is 
questions that practitioners should ask you in the buying process. So you know, you have prospects, people you're talking to, sales teams talking to, et cetera. Like what, what questions should they be asking, Sesh? The the HR, say the HR person who's sure. buying or benefits, HR. Yep. Um, I I think one question that they should ask is do your therapists like like you? <laughs> Um, I think it's an under, uh, and like an, uh, something that people aren't paying enough attention to in general, because the, the quality of our product is, and on these sessions and this, these interactions within, within our app, um, take place, um, the heart of our platform in many ways is, uh, in the hands of the, the therapist that leads right. these groups. So how are, you know, what do you do for your therapists? How do you ensure that your therapists are having high quality moments, uh, interactions with, with your members. I love that. Well, I love that on a number of levels. And because they're so passionate about those particular topics, if it's an eating disorder or whatever, whatever it is, they're so passionate about it. You know, that they're going to have good sessions because they're, they're just, they're passionate about it. Like my sister-in-law is a drug and alcohol uh, counselor and therapist. And so she's also a recovering alcoholic. She's super passionate about it uh, because she's been through it herself. So I love that. That's such a great question. I didn't anticipate that. Victoria, I absolutely love what you built. It is needed, required, you know, a hundred years too late, but we're here now. So thank you for building Sesh and thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.